You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey there, listener. This is Randy from the future past. I don't know where I'm at right now, but I can tell you this. This episode you're about to listen to is from this last Thursday. It's our live stream, our normal Grawlix Nights live stream, in which we talked about WandaVision. But at that point, we hadn't seen what is at this point (laughs) the most recent episode of WandaVision. However, yesterday, Sunday, the day that this episode is going out, yesterday was Sunday. Are you confused yet? We did a Valentine's Day special live stream in which we hey, we'd happened to see the latest episode of WandaVision. So we talked about that. So what I did here is I'm actually going to take that WandaVision little discussion from the Valentine's Day special and cut it into this one, just so that this episode, we actually talk about all the WandaVision that is current. Does that make sense? I feel like it doesn't. Too bad. Speaking of the Valentine's Day special, that whole live stream, we talked about 10 killer couples in TV and movies. Actually, I think it's pretty much just movies, but whatever. 10 killer couples from movies. We talk about movies. It's a list episode, which means it's great. And that will actually hit podcast form most likely later this week. If you missed the live stream, which reminder, you can always go back to Facebook or YouTube and watch the replays of our live streams. However, if you don't want to look at our ugly mugs as we're talking about this, wait for the podcast. And that episode will most likely be out later this week. Till then, enjoy. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Savannah razzing us off the beginning. She says, damn, it's nearly 8.30, bruh. Dude, it's barely after 8.15, which is our proper start time at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what's really going to make you mad, Savannah? We've probably been sitting here in the like video area. Since about eight, <laughs> a little after about eight o'clock. Yeah, we got some chatting to do though, you know. Pre show, we just don't record the pre shows anymore. Yeah, <laughs> why should anyone enjoy those? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's what's on the agenda tonight uh, we are going to discuss WandaVision and WandaVision's pulling the MCU full meta. Hey, you two, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, thumbs up. That's great for audio. <laughs> so, Melanie's probably just doing thumbs up as well. She's not on video. <laughs> She's not, yeah, camera's not even on. Like, two thumbs up. No, I was, I'm sorry. I was reading Savannah's uh, comments. Savannah says, I still haven't started WandaVision yet because I actually started paying for the Young Turks 15 years later and I'm paying. Yeah, I was, I, I, for a short time, I was what do they call it? I guess a member or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, And it's cool, but I find I didn't like, uh, yeah, I'm on again, off again with the young Turks. I'll go through periods where I watch them fairly religiously. Um, And then time periods where I'm like, eh, I don't need, they're not again. even very religious. No, they're, that's right. they're not religious really at all. But right. um, yeah, I love Anna, but Jank anymore is an old man to me. And he, so it's hard. Yeah, it's is. hard to watch. 
Ooh, he needs to, he needs to, yeah, he gets on his like three stories or catchphrases and he just rails yeah. it over and over. I would yeah. agree. But I was, sorry. I'm sorry. That being said, I'm all for supporting independent uh, media. It's Absolutely. much more reliable and hardworking than anything you'll find on a network. Well, and one thing about like, like Young Turks, it's not unbiased news. They clearly no. have a bias, but they're upfront about it, but they still report the events accurately. They, as far as I've noticed, do not like kind of twist the facts to fit a certain narrative. They're like, here's mm-hmm. what it is. We either really like this or we hate it and we're going to complain about it. And so that's yeah. just kind of the way it goes. Um, Savannah says, Anna seems to have gotten angry as she's aged. I, dude, the Trump years, I, I think we're real rough on Anna with the yeah. Turks. That makes the, sense. Oh, the yeah. last half a year or better, every, like they would, because they would report on it constantly, right? Which I get, but she was so sick of it. She would yeah. get so frustrated every time. And it's like, mm-hmm. you do this every day. I mean, that's probably the reason, but it's for you. Mm-hmm. And, right. and also, I think part of it is she, for a period of time when Jake was running for an office, had more control. Yeah, and, she was like the main producer or executive mm-hmm. producer or whatever. And after he came back, she lost some of that control and she doesn't like the direction that he takes it sometimes. I think that's what a lot of her anger is about also. True, yeah. But we're not the Young Turk show, so come on, guys, let's move on. <laughs> it's Savannah's, Savannah's doing. Hey, we're just catering to our audience, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know Savannah likes that talk because she's where I discovered Young Turks from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is not the Young Turk show. And we did lose a viewer during that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so what if you guys, hey, before we jump into like the main topics, Savannah says I made you guys political. We didn't really get political about it, though. We're just discussing the Young Turks, um, which is a political show. But Savannah, not watching WandaVision actually got me thinking, and we'll give a heads up, but there will be WandaVision spoilers later. We can't not. Yeah. We can't. At least one that is like, holy cow. Spoiler. <laughs> it's the best that I've, it's, it's, Thor Ragnarok aside, it might be the best Marvel thing ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was great. I wonder if that's the, the potential. Oh, so there was a headline. There's headlines a while ago about supposedly what's her name? Olsen, little sister. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, she had said, like, she had teased there's going to be like a Luke Skywalker level, you know, uh, reveal. reveal. And looking further into it, because at the time I didn't really care, apparently she didn't really just like out say that. Somebody asked, and she's like, Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> so that's entertainment news. Elizabeth Olsen, thank you. I wonder if this is what she had in mind or if there's something else. Because to be honest, I don't think I don't think the MCU has a Mandalorian style like big moment that it could drop. Yeah, they, this is pretty close in spirit though because it's the most right. like unexpected. Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all. Uh-uh. Like mm-hmm. Holly kind of, Holly kind of thought the thing, and then I was like, "But whoa!" Mm-hmm. Right? 
Like she caught the, the one thing, and then I was like, "But wait." Mm-hmm. I mean, spoilers for Mandalorian. I don't have to get too far into it. The season's over, but I had been spoiled on the big Mandalorian. I don't think did we even really talk about it much? Maybe we did. I had been spoiled about the big Mandalorian thing at the end of this was season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I wasn't spoiled on was the age. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, for whatever reason, like I don't think about the like chrono the time frame that that show is set is set. So I'm expecting like <laughs> somewhat sloppy Joker Luke, right? Uh, <laughs> not 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 babyface. So that was a good surprise still. Mm-hmm. And this is similar in that. Yeah. The character in itself is not a big surprise. It's the presentation that was the big surprise. Right. Mm-hmm. But but before we get into that, um, oh, Savannah asked what happened with Gina, actress from Mandalorian. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Gina, what's her name? Guerrero. Guerrero. The, mm-hmm. the, the one I was complaining about during the first season, because I'm like, she's not good. She's not good at actor. Right, right. She's gone because she, she had... pulled a Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 basically. I mean, listen. Right. Yeah, you uh she so basically she had it was comments, you know, she got canceled straight up. She got canceled. But she got canceled because she had likened being hated for her political views to being Jewish during the Holocaust, which is a kind of a bridge too far right. for a lot of people. Yeah. And the sentiment is eye-rolling. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth getting like your your career totally destroyed i think there you could say worse things for sure not that that not to make light of that right Mm -hmm. that just comes across as like edgy kids saying edgy things Mm -hmm. but it's a sensitive subject it is a sensitive subject yeah at least she wasn't denying that it happened or you know saying that that she supported it which is more i think in line with the bell gibson issues I don't feel too bad. She's right. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first time she said controversial things. I mean, that's kind of what it stems from, like the comment itself about being disliked for her political opinion. She's taken a lot of slack or maybe that's not the right way to phrase it, but she, whatever, she's caused a lot of controversy with the things she said already before. Like this, this wasn't the right. first time I'd seen her being called to get canceled off of Mandalorian mm-hmm. for usually it's, um, trans things related to to trans rights and stuff like that mm-hmm. so which we definitely don't have to get into yeah um but that's that's what the deal with her was right it's interesting like obviously i don't know i i, I suppose she's easy enough character to write out she was barely there in the second season mm-hmm. it i guess kind of sucks continuity wise but she wasn't very good <laughs> well i mean it's like the roseanne bar thing like Right. They can take your name off the show. Like you're not no one is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Anyone well, can be expendable. You know, I was thinking about the cancel thing because people are like, oh, it's like it it's like the we were talking when we were talking about that movie that Melanie had watched, the um was it Fine Young Woman or or something proper young woman or something? Uh a oh, yeah. promising young woman. Yeah. And just that line in the trailer about it's being accused it's every man's worst fear like you hear similar things about that where people are like cancel culture that anybody can get canceled and it's like well even normal people 
will get fired from their jobs for far less offensive things posted on social media. Celebrities aren't above it. And no, not everyone j- gets canceled. Like, yeah, you get canceled when you say super offensive things. Right. I mean, right. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't double and triple down. <laughs> right. If you like your job, you know, like mm-hmm. they give you a pass. Don't, t- you know, don't test that water anymore. Mm-hmm. And if anything else, just wait a while. Mel Gibson's making movies still. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, dude, the thing he said, I can't say that nope. sticks with that pops in my head randomly once in a while. I'm like, how is that guy still able to get acting gigs after mm-hmm. some of the like the recordings of the things he said? Yeah. How? Right. Money. And Adam Kovic's gone <laughs> from where? From like, God, it makes me so frustrated. Anyway. Yeah, don't put things in your butt. Don't videotape yourself putting things in your butt. <laughs> but you can see all kinds of racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over the place. Hey, what do you guys watch? Dark turn. <laughs> oh, man. Adam Kovic. <laughs> I liked him on Funhouse. All right. Anybody? Nope. None of you guys watch Funhouse, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. But if you do, you do. If oh, you do, I you do. know. Well, you know, because you know me. Exactly. Uh, What do you guys, you guys been watching anything else interesting before we jump into the main topic? It's basically been WandaVision. Um, (laughs) Which is Jesse like, let's get to the main topic. No, no, I just literally have not done anything. Right. That hasn't been like work or whatever related. I don't know, Randy. I always say I have nothing. And then you're like, yeah, you watch this. So did I watch anything? Uh, yes, you did. Savannah says she's still working through the Ken Burns special on jazz. So Melanie and I watched a few movies, actually. I think that's the main thing. we. Oh, Melanie finished. You know what? We'll start with Melanie. What? You finished season two of oh, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. I did. Oh, yeah. so you got uh, the, we, big, the big cliffhanger. Right. Uh-huh. We did not continue after that. I don't know if she plans on it, but mm-hmm. I was like, if I can get you to the season finale, season two, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> the whole thing was ridiculous <laughs> well yeah I mean it's over um, the top mm-hmm. it's definitely over the top uh, you know it's it's like in a, the problems with everyone everywhere it's all a lack of communication oh, and, right. and for them it's like just over and over and over and it like to the point where it an, annoys me which is why Randy doesn't like to watch it with me because I'm like seriously Come on. But, you know, I can understand how I can be annoying to watch things with too. But he did, he stuck with me through the second season because he wanted me to see a, a, a like musical in fight form, practically, in, <laughs> you know, in the high school. I and, love uh, the high school part, man. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, this is, this is like everybody bursting into song in the middle of class for 10 minutes, except it's a fight scene. Um, yes. And it was a little ridiculous. And, um, I am too realistic of a person to watch that. So at the end, I'm not sure what the fear is supposed to be, but I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see how he landed on that? I think he might've busted his spine and he's going to be paralyzed. Uh, But that doesn't seem to be what anybody else is worried about. So I, I don't know. I guess maybe I'll have to actually continue on with the next season to see. Oh, in the show. Well, in the show, it was more like they did treat it. They didn't really address that. It was more like, is he going to come through like at all? Yeah. yeah like, is he going to die? <laughs> yeah. 
okay. And I, I sort of get that, but he didn't land on his head. He right. landed, he, he landed on his spine on a bad thing to land on with your spine. So my initial thought and my thought until the end of the thing was, Oh good. Oh goodness. This, this, you know, karate boy is about to be paralyzed. And then what a horrible thing for somebody who has found a physical way to, you know, express themselves. Right. It, it just seems, it, it would seem like a, uh, twice as bad as for a, a lazy person. You know what I mean? Something like <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I mean, and arguably and arguably the most likable character in the show. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's another reason I think that I was having issues with the second season is because I don't like I don't like that they used some of the characters in what I feel was a way that they would not would not act it, according to how they were presented to me in the first season. You know what I mean? Like I I don't see like he was still kind of a, a good guy, even when he was being a bad guy. But I don't see him really being a bad guy at all, and it was very frustrating to me for them to try and play him that way. That's oh, so. Right. That's a lot of the issue I had with with a, a lot of the show really so far is if you're going to write a character, you can't just completely change that character on a whim and expect me to find it believable. But it is a decent show. It's okay. And and if I didn't, if it wasn't good, I wouldn't get so upset about it. Maybe. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah, first that's time fair. I've heard you acknowledge that it's good at all. <laughs> well, it's well, the no, Brolix no. way, right? Like, we got to tear it apart first. Rewatching the second half of that, because I, you know, me and Melanie were done watching it together. And so I finished the series. Then I was like, but what if we watch more? So rewatching the second half for a second time, whatever, you know what I'm seeing, saying? It does, the plot does spin its wheels for a lot of the second half of that season. Like, it is... There is a lot of unnecessary. I mean, there's stuff that happens. Yeah, I don't know the plot wise. It just gets so much better. I think third season, the f- second season is kind of an extenuate an extend extenu extension extension. of the things that were somewhat irritating the first season, where it is just that miscommunication over and over, and it's that reset, and it's like this isn't a sitcom. Like, mm-hmm. have the arc move forward, you know and introduce new things instead of just spinning the wheels. Um, but that last episode is so... I've already talked about it on the show. The last episode, man, that it's like 10, 11 minutes long. That fight scene in the school, yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh God, yeah. There should Everyone should have assault charges. It's insane. <laughs> and then you're like, there's no way they can top that. Like I watched that thinking, holy cow. How did they not win a Golden Globe for that? How, how did they not win uh, an, Acad- or what, an Emmy? How did they not get an Emmy for that? I don't know. It it definitely makes that, especially that scene or scenes where you see everybody fighting. There's a few, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes me appreciate the actors that actually are like, woo, 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 like you could are super physical about it, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Versus some of the actors who are like, you know, what's the move? Okay. Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to run. Like right. Yeah. Like you can tell that Jacob uh, Jacob Beltrand or Hawk, he mm-hmm. does most of his stunts. Oh yeah, almost all of them that the, that they will let him do, he does. Yeah. And uh, so Sholo is is about the same. Uh, Miguel, a Lots lot of, of energy, too. a lot of his stuff is him. Mm-hmm. Well, all I can say is I don't. I think her name is Tori. Anyway, Tori would beat Daniel's daughter any day because she can 
I don't know what her actual name is, but I call her Daniel's daughter because they always call her called him Danielson. So anyway, Daniel's daughter. Um, she can barely lift her. She can barely lift her leg, you know, <laughs> above her hip, and and she's supposed to kick Tori's butt when Tori looks like even if she didn't know karate, she would still be her butt. Anyway, she is. Uh, to be honest, the Larusos are kind of the worst ones in terms of like actors that probably don't really keep up with the like physical side in between seasons. Hey, by the way, what's up, Lee? What's going on? Lee says hashtag Stingray is creepy. Yeah, yes. I would. Then he backpedals and said, "Actually, I love Stingray. I like Stingray. The first episode he was in as an analog for the neckbeard Karate Kid fans, the people that are watching the show, and that's what right. he is in that one scene." But then he just turns into Paul Blart. Like we didn't need him the rest of the, the series, <laughs> right, right, right? Or the rest of the season. I, I don't know. I was I was kind of worried. I mean, luckily he showed up to that one party in whichever episode that was with an adult, because otherwise it's extra creepy. I, yeah, I was a little concerned. He's spending a little too much time with the kids. Okay. Yeah. Now that you mention it, the fact that they had him show up with an adult woman as yeah. like his date, I think was a. Probably a calculated decision. Oh, probably. Like, we need to make sure it's clear he's not like, you know, uh, patrolling for these high school kids. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what else did we watch, Randy? Okay, we watched uh, the Lighthouse. <gasps> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the laugh there. Oh, it's quite the show. The, <laughs> light- the Lighthouse is by the. It's written and directed by the guy who did The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are familiar with The Witch, it came out a few years ago, and it's a, like a very slow burn horror movie where everyone was very hard to understand because they spoke in like true old English and like, huh? You needed like a translator. The Lighthouse is similar but way different. It's similar but more art house. Um, and it's Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson, they're the two main cast. It's pretty much what just weird, them. What a weird pairing right there. Right? Uh-huh. And it's like, what would you say? Early 1900s, and they're two people uh-huh. like, they're lighthouse men, or whatever, wikis as they call them, or whatever. But they have to they have to stay at the lighthouse and watch it for like four weeks or something. And they just kind of lose their minds. The aspect ratio is basically square. It's black and white, but it looks amazing. It's so well shot. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird combination of like psychological horror because it's very trippy and strange, weird humor. Mm-hmm. One of the best parts is is Robert Pattinson yelling about about the old man's GD farts and those farts. He just <laughs> Will- Willem Dafoe has this amazing monologue that goes for like. like two three minutes straight <laughs> and it's just all like lead up to just a simple like quick punchline like laugh and it's it's kind of amazing it is and it, it, it's like two three minutes of like a sailor's curse on another person because and it's it's like may triton's you know scepter turn you to sea foam and let your ears be picked by the buzzards or i don't know it's crazy it's yeah, and you know it's Willem Dafoe, so it's amazing. Yeah. Um, kind of, it, it's it's a very strange. Yeah, it's very. If you if you're into art house film at all, 
or maybe not art house film, but you're into Willem Dafoe, or yeah. you just want to see uh, Batman slash sparkly vampire guy do something a bit more arty, which is generally seems like the stuff that he actually does most of the time now. Um, I don't, it's it's a, a strong recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't stand strange things at all, maybe not. But otherwise, I don't know. Most people, I'd say, yeah, give it a go. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of bewildering, but still entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where through the whole thing, you're like, is this something that's supposed to be happening? Are these people insane? And you're not really sure even after the movie ends. Because can I just, can I give a little bit away? And it's not even giving it away because this is my interpretation entirely. Okay. Uh, there was in the very beginning of the movie, he says one of the Willem Dafoe's character says to the other one, something about you, it's your job to clean the cistern and whatever. And I'm like, I think they might have some mold growing in there. That might be a psychoactive that they shouldn't be drinking. And I kind of still stand by that. I think maybe they were just insane the whole time, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It's one of those things. I guess we won't wait and see. Well, you just have to decide for yourself because they don't really spell it out. It's one of those things where it's like when you think about certain events, like uh, the end of the movie is not vague. Like you, you know what happens to these characters by the end. But like even after that, you're like, there's certain par- parts where it's like, were they just crazy the whole time? Was the one guy crazy? And we're just getting like on reliable narrator version of that. Was that character gaslighting the other character the whole time? Part of the time, <laughs> you know, like it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's really good. Five. I give it five stars. So yeah. Whoa. It's real good. It is real good. If you like that kind of thing, that is. Although there was one, uh, and I gotta think this. Maybe this is real. There was this one scene where Willem Dafoe was laying in a in a hole, and they were shoveling dirt on him, and he kept talking, and it was like getting in his mouth, and I was like, "That's real." Like that. Yeah. Willem I, Dafoe's I, a champ. I he, they yeah. like he's delivering another monologue the whole time getting dirt shoveled on his face and it like ends up covering him and he just the whole time and it's all one take and it's like or that shot is and it, yeah. it, it was pretty amazing and he's like chewing on dirt Ugh, blech. I don't know I hope I hope it wasn't dirt for his sake but I think maybe it really was excellent cinematography right where can you where can you watch it <sighs> I think it might be a rental still I could be wrong. I think it might still be a rental. Um, The VOD type streaming services. Right. Right. It's been out for a while. It's it's like I knew it was on. It was on HBO Max, I think, for a little bit. And when I went to go find it again, it was gone. So, yeah, it's it's a VOD deal. But it came out in 2019. So it's not super new. The other thing we watched, and this is kind of a follow up on what we were talking about last episode. Um. Can you start posting your letterbox reviews post Grolix? It takes away the surprise of your rating. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> Paul, I see what you're saying. Oops. But then he just won't do it. <laughs> that is kind of a worry. But with GCU, I guess I wouldn't wait till after we posted GCU episodes, but I'd wait to make sure Jasper couldn't see them before we recorded the oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> but GCU, I did kind of think about it. With Grolix, we. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Um, the other thing we watched was Synchronic. And we talked about that a little bit last week because it's by that uh, filmmaker duo, Moorhead and... Less Head. 
<laughs> Morehead and Benson, Alan Morehead and Justin Benson. And we, because we were talking about uh, the endless, but they, they seem to really focus on like mind bendy thriller sci fi stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is their most recent movie and probably their higher profile movie because it's got, uh, what is it, Anthony Mackie? Yeah, Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan, who is somebody, but I can't think of what he's been in. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey guy. He's been in other stuff, though, too. Anyhow, it was okay. Yeah, I I definitely would say I preferred some of the other movies of theirs that I've seen. And I this one was fine, uh, but I feel like it was it was toned down, like the the sci-fi aspect of it was toned down quite a bit, or maybe the mind-bending aspect. I don't know. Yeah. To make it more uh, palatable to the pub- general public, or uh, to, so that it would have a better chance of being a blockbuster. That um, I, I don't think it was, but it, it definitely they got more money, so they had to play it a little safer i feel it did seem that way because it's um there is like time travel and psychedelic drug stuff going on that's like the main thing but where this movie surprised me is a little bit of a letdown compared to their other movies not that the other like the endless kind of explains what hap- what's happening this at by a certain point you're crystal clear they have exposition dumped exactly what's happening and we're going to kind of explore it. And it's actually not, I mean, the, the concept's kind of weird, but it's at first it seems really trippy. And then it's like, oh, well, that's just because of this. It's not really trippy anymore. It's just a sci-fi concept. And it's very mm-hmm. clear what's happening. It's almost like it's not on the it's not the same. It's not on the same level. But think like my beef with Inception. I really I I love Inception, but I was like, it's a little too dumbed down. Like they kind of over explain it. It's dreams, but there's still kind of concrete rules, which seemed weird to me, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's it's still got to be kind of like mainstream friendly. People have to get it. That's a little bit. I feel the issue here is it's there are concrete rules once it's established. And then, yeah. And I kind of could have done with exploring the concept more. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think there, I, they could have made it much more actiony if they hadn't if they had not limited themselves to these specific rules that they applied like th- this this ge- you have to be in this geographic location and you will be in the same geographic location just at a different time that limited them extremely in my opinion but even with that rule they could have used that rule to explore more like well what if i come back from this time at this other geographic location then what time do i end up at and they didn't explore any of that you know what i mean so they could have made this a much more interesting and much more action-filled movie if they had taken the time to, to explore any, any of those other possibilities, but they didn't. Paul says you don't have to get, you don't have to quote unquote get a movie. Yeah. But I mean, that's our point. Like it, and it's not a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and the concept is interesting, mm-hmm. but it is clearly like a bit more straightforward than some of their past movies. And you kind of do have to make sure it's not. I mean, if you're if you if you get once you get a certain budget, filmmakers usually have to sacrifice some of the things that they might otherwise do. And I don't know if that's the case here, but I'm assuming because it just feels a little bit more mainstream than some of their other movies. That said, it was missing the fun 
of the other two movies of theirs that we had seen, mm -hmm. these two characters are miserable. They are yeah, miserable they are. guys. And it, it's they're not a e They're EMTs, though. So EMTs in general are, and I have worked with EMTs a little bit in the past, and they are kind of miserably, miserable people. They deal with death and dying constantly, and and they they don't even allude to it. They say it outright in the thing. You know, there's a, a, a trope, basically, of uh, drug-addicted paramedics yeah. because yeah. They're, it's so hard for them to do their job and and handle that emotionally they end up taking substances to try and cope and continue on every day you know for the extreme hours that they work it makes sense for it to be a downer it is atmospheric though like yeah um and i guess maybe that's where it is yeah they are they are downer characters whereas the characters in the other movies were kind of fun mm -hmm. um anyway I liked it. I gave it. I I gave it three and a half, just because three seemed a little low. I still liked what was going on, but I liked it. I didn't love it. We have more of their movies to watch, though, so I'm sure we'll follow up in the future with more head, with more head, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna forget the uh, Benson. <laughs> Benson, are you serious, Paul? Paul says, when I got ran over, the responders looked at me and said, "Suck it up. I've seen worse." That's crazy. <laughs> Whew. I would have some choice words. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. One of them would be like, ow, I'm in pain. Yeah, no kidding. All you right. Ask me like on a scale of one to 10 or something. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Let's talk about WandaVision. Last time we talked about WandaVision with Maddie D, uh, we just talked about the first two episodes, which are the black and white episodes. Right. What are we up to now? Five? Yes, episode five, and I think we're in the eighties in the most recent episode. Mm -hmm. That's what so, the hair tells me. Because we had a seventies episode, then we had a weird little interlude episode that kind of explained to us what was happening right, in the real world, and mm -hmm. then we had the latest episode. Right, right. and the latest was eighties, a little early nineties, kind of, because there was definitely a little bit of like home improvement and and full house mixed yeah. in there um and they definitely were pulling on the uh family ties family ties oh yeah. yeah family ties growing pains mm -hmm. uh full house those were the three that i got at, from the very beginning from the like opening credits you know oh yeah mm -hmm. well, yeah the painted the painted thing at the beginning for sure right. was straight up family ties mm -hmm. the 70s was episode mm -hmm. three mm-hmm have we talked we haven't talked have we really talked much about it at all since then because okay so episode four i was like okay this is what i kind of expected the show would turn into when mm -hmm. we then we're like because that episode almost entirely we're we're off with shield or sword or whichever it is and it was okay i'm i was fine with it but i'm like this is the side of the mcu that does not particularly interest me and i get it that's they're kind of like the governmental agency tie to between superheroes and real world, you know? So right. mm -hmm. that said, it was okay. I guess episode four is a big info dump in terms of like mm -hmm. what's happening from the outside. Like right. what are people actually, you know, we kind of get some answers at least in terms of like just the idea that 
it's actually the shows that we see are actually being broadcast outside of the thing. It's like, why though? Like I understand well, if that's right. how people are experiencing it inside of the little bubble. Why is it actually getting broadcast out? Well, they, they also had the, you know, like I always call it the Smallville moment because like, um, well, Chloe Sullivan would always like make this major leap in, in logic that mm. like none of the evidence would bear you towards this. Like none of the clues would automatically lead you there, but then she would just have the brilliant connection of maybe it's this, you know? And yes. so like you have that moment where she's like, I'm going to need an old CRT TV in here. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, that does it. I've been watching this all day. Is that okay. is that character also? I, I think she's need, from Thor, right? Is she okay? Okay, that I makes think. sense. Like this, so maybe the first one or the first and second. Yeah, first off, she didn't need a CRT TV. You right. could still, you just need an analog antenna. Okay, you can still pick those up right. on a regular right. TV. You just need the right. You need an analog to digital converter. So that was ridiculous, but whatever they, whatever, yeah. whatever. <laughs> And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand WandaVision uh, technology. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I was going to say I am not, even though I love stars and everything to do with them. I'm not an astronomer, but I don't know why an astronomer would be the person that they use to come up with all these technological and uh, signal uh, insights necessarily. Yeah, I mean. I guess the government agency called she's working for the government at that point. She's not like necessarily a part of the agencies, but I would like you check the signals. I would assume they would have done that before. Oh yeah. <laughs> and her character's okay. She's entertaining. She's a little bit like overly quirky, mm -hmm. humorous tech girl. I but she's okay. I mean, she's at least that's what her character is, but she's right. fairly well written. Thank God she's that. there, though, because otherwise that boardroom would be right. You know, yeah, no, she she brings levity to that. You're right. She's, otherwise, she, it would be so bland. <laughs> yeah, she reminds me of Zoe Deschanel uh, in real life. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, where is this going? Right. No, no, I I would agree. I would agree. I was uh, snickering at Paul's comment. I'm not going to read it. I have a feeling that's a typo. But it's a hilarious one. <laughs> oh, it, we do get. <laughs> right, there's the confirm right there. Yeah. That was a oh, that predictive text. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We do get confirmation that with the like Kevlar and the whatever that whole like sudden like realization that it's not just telepathic. It's actually like altered, which is like, so are they actually going to have have it because they still could have up to this point played it off as like wanda wanda just has telepathic abilities mm -hmm. right which is a little disappointing considering she has like reality altering uh, abilities in uh the comics so are they gonna do that then is she does she actually have kind of seems like it, uh, unless someone's augmenting her abilities uh you know and that's that's been a popular yeah, theory is that it's not just Wanda that there's something else going on here. The one thing that was interesting to me is that um, she, so you know, Monica Rambeau gets blasted out, and she's still in her, you know, her 60s wear, and and it's been altered, permanently altered, even outside mm -hmm. of the dome. Mm -hmm. But Vision can't leave, 
So I feel like there's more to it, but like it's it's an interesting rule that they're setting up and yet breaking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm curious about that. Also, it was it it probably wasn't a big reveal, but maybe it was the oh, Paul said like the jump jump rope. Yeah, I guess they had established that earlier because the guy's tether or whatever who went in the end, like when they pulled it out was a jump rope because that makes sense in the world that, you know, Mm-hmm. Right. I was actually pretty amused by that. I bring up a thing. No. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Of course. Okay. So in the third episode, I believe, yes. In the third episode, she gives birth to the twins. Right. Oh, is, yeah. Which is fine and it's super interesting in its own because, you know, creating life out of nothing is an amazing thing. But nobody ever has addressed, at least yet, what about the other children in the town? Because I, Seriously doubt this was an entire town of only adults. So what happened to all of the other children? Especially when you consider the earlier episodes where they were like, it's all for the kids or whatever um, that they say, like at the talent show and such. So where are the other children from this town? That's something that's been on my brain. Uh, when didn't they, didn't they mention that in the most recent episode where they were like, where are the other children? Right. Didn't, didn't vision himself ask that. Yeah, towards the end, I think of the last this last episode. Yeah, okay. I love the bits where I mean, it's kind of like the Truman Show moments for Vision, where he's like, "Wait," when he just, I mean, at, at by the end of this last episode, he's fully aware that like, what is this? None of this is like, what are you doing? None of this is real, or you're at least controlling all of it. Why? What's happening? Well, even the kids, even the kids, like Wanda's the only one fooling herself, and then the people that she's either puppeteering or in control of somehow. And that's an odd thing too. It's like, at least the neighbor lady seems to be aware of mm. that situation. And then again, even to an extent, the the people that the coworkers of vision, given the opportunity, you know, they're like, Oh my God, no, she's doing all this when they can break away from the character that she's forcing them to play. Um, but in general, they all just seem to, even when, even if they know, they don't really seem to be fighting too hard against it. You know what I mean? There's, I think there's something to the characters that when they are aware mm-hmm. of it. And the neighbor lady, she's like fully aware. And mm-hmm. so, it, it, I mean, I she's a character though, right? Like, yeah, I remember you guys talking about her specifically. Well, it's, it's heavily theorized that Agnes is, um, what's her name? Yeah. She's, she's got a name and yeah, she's a much bigger character. And so it's, it's likely that because she's an actual witch character in in their storyline. So she's totally in, in on it. Like she's completely in on it because she doesn't even like, she sees it. She doesn't pay attention to it, and she even acknowledges, and I think even kind of pushes to, for her to bring the dog back, right? Oh, so, right. Like, along with the kids, I love that moment though when Vision clearly behaves in a way that like they weren't expecting, and she she looks to Wanda. She's like, "You want me to do it again? You want me to take do that take again? Mm-hmm. You start from the top, like an actor. Like, yeah, should we redo that? Like, he obviously flubbed this." Um, and both Wanda and Vision are both like, wait, what? What? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love those moments. Those are my favorite yeah. thing of it. Where like the kids are like, where's dad? Oh, he he's at work. But it's Saturday. No, it isn't. It's Monday. But it was, but it was Saturday. Saturday this morning. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul says the Agnes character didn't have a backstory. Didn't have a backstory when they were trying to figure out who was in the town. Yeah, and you know, people, if you've watched any stuff about the show, like on YouTube or anything like that, you've probably seen this already. But there was a spoiler in episode four about the character that Vision, like, I guess, kind of releases for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, coworker guy. Oh yeah. yeah. In the background, like they had that moment was like written out, like documented, like a shield document or whatever. But it was oh. it was in the background an episode before the thing actually happened. Um, Funny. I, we did watch a few. I, I can't think of many, but we did watch a video about like various Easter eggs and stuff. And it's definitely s- deep cut stuff that I would have never caught. Mm-hmm. But I am pretty impressed with the amount of like Easter eggs and deep deep cut marvel lore that they've seeded through just five episodes so far right Right. there's definitely some marvel nerds writing the marvel show like they kind of know their stuff so oh yeah i was impressed with that uh well i mean oh i also man the meta stuff's my favorite that's why the shield stuff is like okay that's fine but that's when i don't like it because it's like well that's obviously that's reality creeping into the show darn it right Mm -hmm. Which I knew that's where it was going to go when everybody's like, it's weird. Is it too weird for MCU fans? And I'm like, are you? No, it's just going to be a regular MCU show. And that's what it is. Paul says the thing is packed with eggs. A baker's dozen in this thing. Whatever. Whatever. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. So do we get to the big to the big Let's spoiler? It. Here's Shall the we big talk spoiler. This is yeah. what it goes full meta. This is a, this is impressive, though, because this is this is MC, reaching outside of the MCU itself. And going meta. This is Deadpool style meta, and I right. loved it. I loved it. Right. The best part of the show so far. When I love how they played it in too. Like they're having a fight, and Vision is like really pushing back. Like Vision right. is like, you. There's something you're not telling me. What is going on? We're having a fight, and we're not ending this until you tell me what what's going on here. And in classic like TV sitcom fashion, there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And, and Wanda is surprised by it too. And she claims that she, I'm not doing this. I did not do this. There is a weird disconnect. And I guess maybe it's Wanda fooling herself, but there is a weird disconnect. For example, I was somewhat surprised when Wanda exits the, like whatever her sphere and threatens the shield people mm-hmm. with, I don't think it was particularly played well. It was a little over the top in my opinion, but with how like straight up just villainous, she kind of played it mm-hmm. versus her in there when she's like seems shocked when these things don't go the way they're what? supposed to. And she had her full-on um uh Marvel outfit, her yeah. her Avengers outfit, and her Sokovian accent was thicker. Like oh, in the show, okay. she has no accent. Mm-hmm. Also, uh while she's inside the show, real quick, one thing that we haven't brought up yet. When she's fighting with Vision, uh, she tries to roll the credits, or someone tries to roll the oh, credits, yeah. and it doesn't work. And I love that; that's great. But the other thing was, <laughs> yeah, Vision's just gonna argue through it, argue yeah. through the credits. Yeah, but there's a, there's a, things that happen, like the kids and other things, where she's like, "No, you can't just, you can't just do these things." Oh, you can't just age up. Yeah, right. You can't just age up. You can't just bring people back from the dead. You know, like. Like, not that she's necessarily oblivious to what's going on around her, but more that she doesn't understand 
why things are the way that they are, that makes me think maybe she's not the big bad. Well, she and she even says she doesn't remember how this how it started. Yeah. 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 It's slightly disappointing to me, I guess, in a way. I don't know why that she's not because I I think you're right. I mean, I, I think she's responsible for a big for it being the situation, but I think she is also being manipulated. Yeah. To someone else's end. Uh, she might just be, mm-hmm. I think she's still doing it because of whatever grief. Right. She doesn't want to oh, let Vision go. I, re- I remember the point I was going to say that she says this even to Vision. Like she's like every single person and everything they do and going to work and mowing the lawn and doing all this and doing all that. I'm not, I'm not controlling all of that. Um, which, which is the, one of the main things that I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, perhaps she is and she's not aware of it, but just the fact that she's not aware of, of, of any of that, which you think would take up the majority of her attention if she were in, were controlling the whole situation, uh, make, makes me believe that she's not the, the main big bad. I, I know they've established Mephisto, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's definitely the popular theory right now mm-hmm. uh, because it ties so heavily into the Scarlet Witch storyline that they're also kind of touching on with the twins. But they haven't done anything like Mephisto. But it doesn't mean that they won't because they've had a lot of stuff like it in, say, like Thor Ragnarok. You know, like Hela is literally Thor's sister, Queen of Hell, right there. Um, so they could do something with it. And we've got characters like Loki out there. Um, so it's, it's entirely possible that it could be Mephisto and they'll just take a MCU twist on it. I do see, I do feel like, I mean, they are definitely leading up to cracking. They kind of already have with Dr. Strange, but Dr. Strange, the next Dr. Strange movie is in the, she, she, Wanda figures heavily into it from what I understand. It's Dr. Strange in the universe of madness or whatever multiverse Multiverse of of madness madness. yeah and then also all those news stories about various actors rephrasing roles in spider-man 3 from other spider-man franchises and then the big spoiler for this episode and i'm like so is dc and marvel are they racing to the big multiverse thing because we keep hearing about the flash and how the flash is going to pull in all these uh dc characters from uh other you know, Michael Keaton and all that. Right. So, and ironically, Sony beat them all to it with Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't think that's Spider-Verse. I don't think was successful for that reason, but I think Spider-Verse was also kind of like, Oh, we can do that if we want to, and still have a successful thing. People, it won't lose people, which is probably a studio's thing. Like, Right. We start is introducing it, is it too weird? Right, right. Um, so as per usual with Marvel stuff, does like they're approaching it fairly smart. They like wade into it. It's not mm-hmm. just all in <coughs> WB, not just all in all at once. Um so but the big the big thing this episode, the best thing, uh I was not surprised when her brother turns up because they kind right. of hinted at it. She's- they were hinting at it heavily. And that's the thing. Like Holly was like, before, before we know, like as soon as she sees Wanda's face, she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, the, and I hadn't seen that coming at all. Uh, 
but I really didn't see it coming when it was like, did they recast Pietro? <laughs> What's it? It's is it like Evan Peters or something? What's his name? Yeah, Evan Peters. Yeah, so there it is. Like it's it's it, yeah, it's Quicksilver, but it's the wrong Quicksilver. It's the right. Quicksilver for no, 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 it's the right. Quicksilver. <laughs> it's the only. It's the only Quicksilver left, baby. It's yeah, and it's it's the Quicksilver that everyone loves and enjoys, right? Because I must say, uh, the movie that that Quicksilver came from may not be the best movie, but he was the best element of that movie, and the right. and the Quicksilver they actually had with Wanda was kind of a boring nothing. I, I hate to say, uh, but it wasn't an, he wasn't an interesting character, and for them to pull in the obviously more well liked version of that character is freaking fantastic it's the thing it's the my favorite thing of this show so far even if they don't acknowledge the x-men thing like it, it's still a super meta thing for the mcu to do mm-hmm. um but i'm curious if they will i think in a way this is probably the smartest way to do it without totally jumping the shark off off the bat when the I smartest way I to- need to like rewatch this episode because I think there's even more to it. Um, like, do they start asking the question of who is your dad? Like, do they start like seeding that in there too? Because now I'm like, oh, is I, Magneto a thing now? No, I they did they did mention it because they said something about his she or somebody said something about his dad. I'm like, but that's not his, that's not her real dad. But then they even mentioned something about that not being her real their real parents. I'm like, oh wait, okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. How I am not a, an X Men. I'm mean, like I watched a little bit of the X Men cartoons, and I've seen some of the movies, but I don't think I've ever really. No, I okay, I take that back. I've read one or two of the comics also, but for the most part, I'm not an X Men fan. I know X Men is what got Randy into comics, and I do believe Jesse that you've read a lot of X Men. How many flipping kids do Xavier? And uh, <laughs> Magneto uh, have. have, yeah, it's like ridiculous. Man, they're they're old. They got around. They they're are old. legion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, uh, Legion is too good to pull into this. <laughs> legion, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. But man, it'd be so God, that'd good. be cool though. Yeah, it'd be so good. Oh, God, um, can you imagine if if for a minute. Legion and Wanda got together, their kids would be God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they could focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what was Legion's actual powers? I thought each of his personalities had a different. Yes. In, right. At least in the comics. In the comics, each of his personalities had a different power. And some of them were like, whoa. In the show, yeah, they don't play that at all in the show. Right. They, the show just is, like a super telepath, right? Yeah, basically, he just kind of do whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even just a telepath, yeah, because he could he could alter reality, right? That's true. Um, so basically, he can do whatever he wanted to, but yeah, yeah. They're just like, well, we're just going to take the essence of Legion, and that's the show itself, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so you never know what's going on with it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love this twist, though. It was so good. Yeah. Plus, you know, I like that guy. Uh, right. And he, his Quicksilver was, because 
what was that? That was the second in the X-Men trilogy, the second in the third X-Men trilogy uh, introduced him at the same time as the second Avengers movie came out with the, the MCU Quicksilver and (laughs) kick ass, (laughs) the kick ass Pietro. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe that's the same kid. Yeah. Evan Peters character just had more personality Mm -hmm. and his segments like they, he, I mean, in each of the movies he was in, he was given a special dedicated, this is the Quicksilver segment and it was awesome. Yeah, and well, you know, so it's hard to it's hard to live up to that. Whereas the MCU Quicksilver was a Joss Whedon joke. He his existence yeah. was basically the setup to a punchline, right? So he was going to be he was always going to be the guy that uh, that Joss would kill because yeah. Joss has to kill someone. Yeah. He does. He does. And I might, I mean, I don't think it's just that I'm biased, but I might be biased because Evan Peters is my favorite actor from uh american horror story or right. has he's freaking amazing at he should be in more things yeah. and i would love them all um so i'm super excited to see him more of him I agree. yeah so uh, paul just mentioned it for the second time so <laughs> paul did shoot me a great idea but it, he shot it to me like 20 25 minutes before we were supposed to go live so about an hour before we were supposed to go live uh, but Paul sent me a message. He's like, you should find somebody to start the show as Randy. Oh, man. And then, like, you guys, you know, we'll do the regular introduction. You know, this is Randy. This is see, this is Melanie. And then maybe you guys comment on how, like, wait, did Randy get recast? Ah. And then we'd like whatever technical yeah, difficulties right. and then come back just as like a nod to that. And I, I love the idea. Super fun. But it was like. I, w- I was about to send you guys the invites and I was like, yeah, I don't really have time to set that up, but man, yeah, I love that right. idea. Yeah. Should you should have instead good idea uh, to add on that. You should have had someone else like Paul, maybe be Melanie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Even better because like, it's just a, uh, like an image. So we like, <laughs> yep. Melanie, your voice. And your icon's a little different this week. I got a cold. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Nah, I mean, Paul, it's one of those like you know, ideas come to you when they come to you. Yeah, uh, it was a good idea, though. I agree. Uh, did you guys watch uh, the most recent Wandavision? We, we did, did watch the most recent Wandavision. Yeah. Um, I'm super. I was super pumped uh, because uh, Pietro is is one of my, like I am a big Quicksilver fan and we got a lot of him in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh it was maybe the best Quicksilver I've seen so far. And I've liked most of the Quicksilver that I see, except for Avengers 2 was kind of lame Quicksilver, mm-hmm. but he was he was fine. He was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I liked the episode. It I mean there's little bits of information, but for the most part it didn't tell us much. Right. It it I mean, since we're just gonna run through that real quick, uh it definitely hit on people's suspicion of the director guy being up to something, being shady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to just being like a jerk military uh type agency guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and Agnes, like we talked about how Agnes has gotta be um 
Agatha, but like now I'm starting to wonder if she's just not not like a a subtle nod after that last episode. It's like she knows more than she's letting on, but I don't know if she's gonna do or be anything. Mm-hmm. She's she yeah, she still seemed affected by mm-hmm. it. Yeah. She seems like mm-hmm. like any of them. Oh, I do have a theory. I do have mm-hmm. a theory that's kind of spoilery. Um, so if you haven't watched it, guys, you know, just plug your ears for a minute. Uh, Monica Rambeau doesn't have powers yet in, in this MCU, but I think this is how she gets her powers because they're like, you know, you've passed Uh through this and her powers are light based and she's passed through this barrier like a couple of times and it's rewritten her cells. I think this is how she gets her powers. That's cool. I like that they addressed the children. Uh, cause that was a big question that I had uh, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of it. Yeah. Kind of like where, where are they, they just weren't there until I mm-hmm. guess that was pa- Pietro's, uh, yeah. Part of his spiel. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. He and, just, uh, he's just ripping the bandaid off of all of the meta questions. He's just uh-huh. like, yeah. So where you been hiding these kids? <laughs> and she's still playing like confused. Mm-hmm. Which she may be, or maybe, yeah, know, who knows? Uh, and I also liked the the fact that on the edges of town where there aren't people, everybody was just like still. So you know, it's like uh, oh, graphics that don't don't load till you go to that area. <laughs> like or battery whatever. saver mode, people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very much made me think of hi Savannah. By the way, happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that very much made me think of yeah, games. It's like okay, well, the assets are loaded, but the processes aren't running because they don't need to be until mm-hmm. the players. Right, wander over to that area. Like when you're I, in Minecraft and you can literally watch itself building the world because it didn't have anything there until yeah. you walked over there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it went, like, the effects were, I mean, whatever. It's it's the effects, it's the kind of effects where it's like those big energy TV tube static energy waves don't exist in real life, so it can look like an effect. But the effects were pretty cool. And I like the, like, just again, spoiler, spoilers, as it's expanding towards the end of the episode, just seeing the various things turn into 90s versions of those things. Mm-hmm. Also, the night, the Malcolm in the Middle style 90s family yes. sitcom that it starts out as spot on. Very that was good. awesome. Yeah, we actually had a conversation after wondering what they're going to do moving forward, though, because to my knowledge, there's not really any. 2000s or 2010s family sitcoms that stand out with their with their intros you know to make it feel like that time yeah. frame or yeah. you know what they're going to do there yeah and i don't yeah. know if that's just i'm sure if we pulled up some well first off yeah after like the aughts on excuse me single camera shows and i guess that started a little bit with like malcolm in the middle still kind of that style where it's not really it's obviously not on a stage in front of a live studio audience type deal uh-huh. but the the traditional sitcom they're still around not as popular and i'm sure if we watched one we'd be like okay yeah that fairy feels very early 2000s but like i can't think of specific traits that make it stand I out i think mm-hmm. they could go like i think they can just hop now because like the 90s were so ripe for it that mm-hmm. they could hop to like a seinfeld slash friends style show almost mm-hmm. um so they could hit on that vibe uh, but yeah, I think they they almost have to stick in that pool for a while and and just dip around. I don't know. Yeah, 
So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at a certain point, they're just like, okay, this. Mm. Yeah. Just, here we are. It's the show. Yeah. We're caught up. Speaking of. Uh, Dana <laughs> says, <laughs> the show. Dana says it reminds me a bit of the Truman Show. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite bits, especially when um, you, anytime Vision is like, at this point, he's fully aware and he's he's playing along with her. There was a, just, I, I there's this weird toxic relationship power dynamic Mm -hmm. that we only get to see a a moment like a scene of when he's like well i was gonna go do this and she's like no you're not you're gonna do this and he's like no i want to go do this just like stop controlling everything i do type thing Mm -hmm. right she's like okay okay she lets it be just interesting Mm -hmm. i like that but you know whatever that's an interesting bit of character stuff in Marvel, which is just always kind of welcome. Yeah, I agree. What are you guys thinking? We should have a Valentine's Day special. Okay. To well, discuss. I'm probably going to be hanging out with you that day. So <laughs> are you yeah. saying we should do a Valentine's Day special and, and run through our uh, this t- list of 10 killer couples in movies? Yes. Paul, Paul says time question mark. Oh, Paul. Oh, yeah. oh you know you... better. <laughs> 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 Valentine's Day ish. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You nailed it. Valentine's Day ish. <laughs> so, you know, anytime between now and t- two weeks. right right. um we should probably figure it out and then uh put out a post we'll post yeah yeah with a a more accurate ish time at least so you know at least have (laughs) it so about 30 minutes till we'll make a post telling you what time and then we'll come on about 45 minutes after that post time and the best part of this is that we usually release these episodes on Monday, which would be the 15th. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, you already missed it. <laughs> this is all irrelevant. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, baby. And Randy's probably going to forget and just leave all this in anyway. So, right. Hey there. Somewhat, maybe possibly time displaced Randy here again. I didn't forget, but I'm still going to you know what? You should go to grolicspodcast.com or you should also go to patreon.com slash grolicspodcast to G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast. Paul said part one of my two-part Larry uh, Houston episode drops in the morning. Oh, oh you speaking can go to, of X-Men animated series. Yeah. That guy. is So is that going to be on um, uh, just bull spit with Moose? Which, listener, if you want to check out Paul's podcast, he has two and he's always interviewing fantastic guests, notable guests. Uh, you can find his show at electronicmediacollective.com as well. I have too many wonderful things that I could talk about. Pick one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just one of them. There's... <sighs> Pick the easiest to comprehend. Well, uh, well Melanie's... Uh figuring out which one uh i i kind of read a multiverse kind of thing uh that is a comic book it's an actual comic book that is marvel too uh do you remember when secret wars was happening 
forever. I ago. mean, that's that's forever ago. Yeah, where Doom basically like was God and like split the universe into multiverses, mm-hmm. and one of those multiverses was uh, where they undid the probably the worst thing they've ever done in Spider-Man history, which was the One More Day, where right. they undid uh mj and peter parker's marriage so that's what this is it's a five story arc where that never happened and so i finally i finally finished it <laughs> oh is that reaching back to like that's yeah. not newly released is that just- no no like back when i was still buying physical copies of uh-huh. comic books and i had a stack i still have that stack <laughs> so i decided to read some off the top of that stack this so is that's how so- far behind i am this is so appropriately Marvel. Paul asked, which Secret Wars? The most <laughs> recent Secret Wars that is called Secret Wars. There's never not been a Secret War and not Secret War 2. This is Secret Wars. It's never been a more appropriately comic book question. For for real. It's a legit question, too. That's I mean, that's a fair fair question to ask. Because yeah. Okay. I'm going to mention the two that I'm not going to talk about and then talk about the one that I'm going to talk about very briefly. Okay. The two that I'm not going to talk about, the things you should be amazed by, um, is uh, the first one, physicists encode information in a hologram using quantum leap. And that's, I think, really just clickbait because it has nothing to do with quantum leap. I love that show. But <laughs> yeah, where's this where's Scott Bakula? Did he program yeah. this? It was in the hologram angle too. Like which which hologram? Hologram Michael Jackson? Hologram Tupac, Tupac Shakur? Which one? <laughs> it's it's basically they're using quantum entanglement uh when they make holograms and then they can add extra information into it. But that's not what we're talking about. We are also not talking about um machines, which is not machines artificial intelligence uh inventing new math that we've never seen but that do work are our new like proofs of you know uh, new new math yes uh not anything that the regular person is going to ever have to learn though uh like you know calculus and physics type math that happened that's cool but that's not what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about which it hits a lot closer to home for me and probably a lot of people um they they did a study and postmortems reveal clear differences in the brain cells of people with depression, which I, you wouldn't necessarily think it, but if you have ever suffered from depression and I am one of the many people on the planet who has, sometimes you feel like you're just, you know, you need to get over it. It's just, you know it's you it's not it's not real but no there there is um actual cells in your in the brain called astrocytes it's a type of support cell um that helps to uh shuttle around nutrients and keep molecules charged and in balance and it heals trauma to the brain and spinal cord that are are lacking in people with depression like they have them they're just they're just far less and they're far less healthy um and right now it's not going to make a huge difference but just knowing that that is a fact that they can look into and study and build upon and hopefully help people in the future who have depression is kind of uplifting to people like me you know that that have had depression my entire life and and struggle with it still you know it's a big deal and i it's something that i wanted wanted to share with everybody right 
Yeah, you're telling me about that the other day, and it's interesting uh, because yeah, it is. There is a physical, other than just. I mean, it, it does have to do with chemical. What was they always would say chemical? Yeah, they would say stuff like a, that. Yeah, chemical balance or chemical imbalance in the brain or whatever the neurotransmitter uh, deficiencies, that kind of thing. Yes. But this this is this is more specific, so that yeah, that's helpful because otherwise it's just like, well, let's let's throw this at it and see if that's the right uh -huh. chemical that you need, and then right. you know it's it's kind of a game of it is trial and error, and, well, and often also, I'm sorry. Not to cut you off, Randy, but also uh, if from from my experience, oftentimes they you're like you're depressed, you need this as, as like an SSRI is usually what they prescribe, but they don't actually test your levels to see if, right. if that's what the issue is. They just kind of throw like, well, this is the the current popular drug. We're going to throw that at you and see how you react to it, and you know, and and I don't necessarily think that's always a solution. Um, right. And the more, you know, you know, the, the more we can find out about the causes of not just depression, but other like, like Alzheimer's or other deficiencies in the brain, the, the better off our, we will be as a species. And it's super hard to do that on a living brain. And it's also kind of hard to get that information from postmortems, unless you're looking for some, some something specific and then can find it. So this is a, a great study in my opinion, because it, they did already have an, an idea of what they were looking for. They found clear evidence of it and are able to draw conclusions. And then, and then that will help them get funding for further studies to help in, in the process because, you know, science, science is a wonderful thing, but it's difficult because it, you have, you can't really do it without the money and you can't really get the money unless you have some kind of concrete evidence that you'll get results. Right. So, so I'm really excited about this and I just wanted to share it with everybody. So be amazed. Yes. Be amazed that our brains are weird and complicated as poop. Even when we're dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Uh, Jesse, you got anything yeah. else to mention? You got anything coming up? Anything exciting? No. Uh, busy with life. Huh? Yeah. That, and we did talk a little bit about um, Cobra Kai. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just kick it back to the covert nerd. Uh, episode one more time. I know I've been mentioning it, but Lee was on here earlier talking mm -hmm. Cobra Kai with us in the chat. So one more time, uh, check out covertnerd.net and uh, find the Cobra Kai season three breakdown or or even the old one where, where we talked about uh, Cobra Kai season one and two over there uh, if you wanted more of that talk. Yeah, do it. Do it. All right, that's it. Have a good weekend, everybody, and have a good Valentine's Day. We'll be back sometime between now and the end of time for our Valentine's Day special. Mm -hmm. Probably before the 100 cut is released. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even do Snyder cut, Snyder Watch. Oh, that's okay. We're, hold on. We are ending the show. Don't worry. This will not take long. Minute Snyder Watch, Zack Snyder released a teaser trailer for the trailer to be released for Justice League this Valentine's Day, the 14th.
a teaser trailer for a trailer for an alternate cut of a movie we've seen multiple trailers of and an totally alternate version of the movie. Mm-hmm. And Jared Leto is long yeah, less, hair. Less focus, less out of focus. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Slightly less unfocused. Can, can I real quick too? Please. Uh, if you're not, I don't know if it's subscribed, but to the Grawlix podcast Facebook page, you may have missed a post that Randall shared of uh, how it should have ended, which oh, uh, so good. also his he, which I recommend anyway. It's a fantastic channel. This is one of the best hisies I've ever seen. For Wonder uh, Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. Fabulous. Go and check it out. It's great. Yeah. Um, but that was the thing today. Like today it was like teaser, or maybe it was even yesterday. Teaser, a new trailer, teaser trailer. And it's a, it's one of those teasers for a, tra- it's a trailer for a trailer, which annoys right. me anyway. But the fact that it's a trailer for a trailer for a movie of which we've already seen trailers for this specific cut of the movie. Right, right. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why do you hate us? Go home. Trump. Right. Twitter news. You this is this is weird even for Twitter news. <laughs> it's so stupid. A trailer for a trailer for a trailer for a movie which already has trailers out, and you've already seen a chunk of the movie. And the movie was released a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're yeah, living and, in the weirdest timeline. And it is, you know what? It is the darkest time. It is, it is. <laughs> oh yeah. And Paul, Paul says, and Joker on the, on the pooper. Cause yeah, the picture of the Jared Leto picture of what he looks like as Joker, which is the same, but a suit with long hair. Uh, it does look like he's on a toilet. So, and also not the Leatherface Joker, which is a disappointment. Yeah. So once again, put it back in the can, Zach. Put it in the can. <laughs> back in the can. Watch in it. the can. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, Did everybody. Yes, Zach Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> With Scott Snyder. Maybe we'll get a good Batman story out of him. That would be a good one. Zach, not Scott. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. We haven't even gained people yet. <laughs> uh, we haven't yeah, even yeah. gained as many people as we just lost. Yeah, okay. the, the, somewhere in the universe, someone's like, I should really watch the Grogs podcast night's show tonight. And then they were like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs>